The You're Still Here podcast is brought to you by Absolutely Nobody. I'd like to thank Absolutely Nobody for sponsoring this podcast. The reason it's sponsored by Absolutely Nobody is because Absolutely Nobody is watching it. So we need you guys to, at some point, start sharing these videos. You're still here. Still here? You're still here. Please do that for me. And who knows, maybe I can get a sponsor one day. You're still here. What's going on, everyone? Did you play the Powerball? You're going to change your life? It's at like $600 million. Everyone's telling me they played it. Like, oh, dude, I played it. I played it. I'm going to try to win $600 million. And then I asked them, well, did you play it like four weeks ago? They're like, nah, it wasn't enough. You know, the $80 million was not enough for me, the Uber Eats driver. 80 not enough. I'll, I'll do it at $500 million. You know, these people who are playing the lottery now because it's at $600 million, they remind me of people who only go to church on holidays. So you don't go to church on Sunday, April 9th, but then on Christmas Eve, you want that nice wooden pew lined up for you, a nice spot right for you up in the front. No, no, no. If you're not going to the April 9th random Sunday mass, then you don't deserve the 500 million mega millions. You know that awful saying, if you don't take me at my worst, then you don't get me at my best. What a scam line that is, by the way. The most nonsensical, only hot girls can get away with it kind of line. So I, to get your best, I have to take your worst. Yet we don't let Charles Manson get away with that line. You're still here. So you probably noticed I got a little trim here. It was getting pretty long. It was it was getting real wolfy, and I, I started to look like the the evil coach from D two, the Mighty Ducks, Wolf the Dentist, Stanson. I was getting that that perfect slick back level. You know, believe it or not, you may not know this. I one time, not too long ago, grew long hair to my shoulders. It was quite the experiment. I I looked like a dirty European. My personality is that of a sarcastic American type of guy. But when I had long hair, it didn't matter. I looked like a dirty, big-nosed European. I did. Take your pick. I looked Greek, Italian, Portuguese, you name it. I actually showed a picture and put it on the big screen TV using the airplay mirror function. My friend said, I do not even remember that. Dude, you look like you're transitioning. You look like you're transitioning in those pictures. Ah, I think they're trying to tell me I look pretty good. A couple things I remember from when I had long hair. Girls either absolutely loved it or they absolutely despised it. I guess it's a good thing in a way. Either you're in or you're not, and you know it right away. There's no convincing somebody, hey, but you can't you kind of like a guy with this hair down to his shoulders? No, they were either hoping for that or you're out. I remember... People used to heckle me. Uh, I, I was at Universal Studios playing one of those carnival games, and I hit, like, the first two shots, and I needed to hit a third shot to win a prize. And the guy, because I don't know why, because it's not like they have an incentive. It's not their prize. They're not losing the, their prizes from their house. I'm not taking shots to win a guy's lamp, who a carny who's working at the game. But, no, they, they really want you to lose. I don't know if there's some incentive worked into the contract where if X amount of people lose, you get a little bonus, you get to keep a prize for yourself. But I hit the first two shots. Then the guy grabs the microphone and goes, everybody, everybody, come check it out. The Green Rangers trying to hit the final shot to win a prize. You may not know what the Green Ranger looked like, but he had long hair that he had back in his ponytail. And it was a good insult. The other good insult 
that <laughs> when I had long hair, people told me I looked like the bad guy from Kindergarten Cop, the one who comes back and try to steal his kid. I've even mentioned this guy before, the one who calls, <laughs> who tells his son. I'm going to tell you something, Dominic. I'm no jerk fireman. He goes, I'm no jerk fireman unnecessarily. I don't know why firemen are jerks to this guy, but that's who people said I looked like when I had long hair. So some good lookalikes. I also remember... I remember when I had long hair watching the NBA Finals and uh, Jeff Van Gundy, out of nowhere, he, he randomly says things that have nothing to do with basketball, and he said... All I know is it takes about three minutes to finish my haircut, and I still pay the same rate as the guy who has a full head of hair. That's wrong on so many levels. Which is a pretty correct concept. A bald guy with the horseshoe haircut? How dare you charge them... The same amount that you would charge me. And it's hurt my whole family. My father, Bill Bald, he's paying full price. I do know I've been to barber shops or salons, you name it, where it puts long hair price, short hair price. Why would there not be a, yo, I'm bald price? Yeah, I'm bald, all right? And I could get a special race on my haircut. It should be, I'm going to give even numbers. $50 long hair, $25 short hair, $15 you're bald. What do you have to do? You take a buzzer, you're done. No, I'm serious. I agree. Half price. I want to take a second and talk about the myth of the DMs. You ever heard that term? Oh, it's just slide into the DM. Slide into the DM. The DM, the slide into the DM, why don't you DM? It's presented to us like it's some attainable thing. I was watching Ellen DeGeneres, and she had on Ellen Page and said, well, how'd you meet your girlfriend? (laughs) Funny story, Ellen, but... She actually DM'd me. Crowd, oh, it's the DM. Yeah, that's, she DM'd me, and now we're going out, because that's how it works. And I followed her, mm-hmm. and then she direct messaged me a little bit later. And then, um, <laughs> yeah, we just, I fell madly in love. It's that easy, ladies and gentlemen. You see a hot girl on Instagram? I mean, Lord knows, there's no shortage of them. Well, it's real simple. You, with your 14 followers, simply write a message. Hey, Michelle, just want to let you know, loved those pictures in Maui. And when you get back, I was thinking maybe we can FaceTime and I can get to know you. See how often that works out for you. I would love to know the hit percentage of people who have DM'd somebody and actually have got back a positive response. Because you know what happens? You know what happens when you, Frank, you message somebody, you message one of these influencers? Guess where it goes? You ever see that folder in the top right that says other? That's who you're lumped in with, Frank. The others. Like a Stephen King novel. The others. You're not in the main mailbox. You're not with D-Wade. You're with the others. And the others contain spam, the fake accounts, the bots, other creeps. That's who you're in there with. So good luck with the DMs. Oh, the Tyler Harrow met his girlfriend. The DM. He actually also makes millions of dollars. That may actually help him, too. Oh, and he invited this girl to the NBA bubble. What can you offer, Frank? Come on your rickety boat offshore North Carolina like I know what you did last summer? Sorry. It is the biggest urban legend there is. The DM. So if you tell me you believe in horoscopes, it makes me very happy. Because now, even if you're attractive, I'm not going to be that upset if you shoot me down. You have to honestly be out of your mind revealing that you believe in those things. Like You can absolutely believe in them for certain, but you got to be out of your mind telling people you believe in them. Like If you do, 
you've revealed way more about yourself than your affinity for horoscopes. You've revealed your not management material. Now, look, the good thing is if you're with a guy, at least now you know why he's with you. And here's the hint. It's exactly because of your looks. Don't you find it interesting that it's rarely ugly girls bringing up horoscopes? No, it's always unbelievably hot ones. Oh, I don't know if I can be with him. He's a Scorpio. No, no. Ugly girls, they're happy to have anyone. Oh, what are you? Uh, I don't even know. I think I'm a Capricorn. Perfect. I'll take it. If you're all about horoscopes, you're, you're literally approaching that psychic level of belief. And if you're going to go that far, at that point, call your friends over, bust out the Ouija board, go full seance, you're Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Funny thing about Ouija boards. <laughs> I find it funny when people, they go, oh, come on, I won't play Ouija. Oh, you won't play it because it's cursed? You won't play that cursed Hasbro game that's printed in the thousands in like a factory in Pittsburgh somewhere? One time I looked at a Ouija board on Amazon and a guy left a four-star review that said, yo, can someone ask my grandma where the remote is? I found that pretty funny. I actually bought that Ouija board. I asked it if horoscopes were real. And you know what it said? Nothing, you idiots, because it's a Ouija board made by a toy company. You know what my problem is with these horoscope people for real? Every time I try to have a conversation with one, every time I try to sit down and ask questions, there's always another layer. There's always another layer and an excuse. I asked this girl who's all about this. I said, explain to me how me and my two friends, all three of us are Libras, and we are three of the most different people you could ever imagine. She goes, well, 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 when were you all born? So I do some digging. I was born at 10.30. The other one was born at 11 a.m., 30 minutes later. Other one was born at 7.30 at night. Go, well, that explains the major shift between you two and him. I go, what about me and the other guy born half hour apart? We're so different. Goes, well, see, you were born on a waxing moon. He was born on a waning moon. Oh, yeah, yes, that's right. That's exactly why I am the way I am. When my girlfriend asked me, why I keep asking her to have a threesome, I'm going to tell her, well, you know, see, it's honestly because I was born on a waxing moon. Single sex, that's that's all waners. That's a waning moon thing. Yes, that's right. That's exactly why I am the way I am. I don't know, that's just the way I am. And that actually reminds me about, like, taking sayings and using it against people. Now, people, obviously, you guys know I've been going through something very difficult. People have been providing a lot of consolation checking up on me and I really do appreciate that but I do hate when people give me the generic cookie cutter sayings and I hated it well before everything that happened like oh everything happens for a reason oh yeah well what's the reason I can't tell you but trust me you'll find out everything happens for a reason that's the big one and the grass is always greener when one door closes another one opens I'm going to start using all these sayings the other way. And it's going to be real funny when all of a sudden nobody accepts them when they're thrown in their direction. Hey, why did you cheat on my sister? Everything happens for a reason. Oh, so, so, so does that mean you're breaking up with her? When one door closes, another one opens. Oh, just wait until she finds somebody else and you find out. The grass is always greener on the other side. <laughs> Yeah, so when I'm heartbroken and I need a real answer, then yes, oh, everything magically happens for a reason. 
when I send it back up the way, when I send that thing back up the chute and it comes to you, now nothing happens for a reason and everything's pre-planned. Now, last week I had mentioned guys and girls who were going out with people much younger than them. And notice I said guys and girls. I mean, in the news, you see all these guys and girls dating people half their age. Kate Beckinsale dating a 19-year-old. Scott Disick dating a teenager. See, I don't lie. What I found really funny was how Kate Beckinsale was portrayed opposed to those guys that I had mentioned. Now, here are some actual headlines from major outlets. Kate Beckinsale is dating 21-year-old actor Matt Reif. See their steamy PDA. Kate Beckinsale is dating 21-year-old Matt Reif, proving that age ain't nothing but a number. Scott Disick is called sick. And who did this headline come from? It's in quotes. It must be from some Kardashian or other person relevant to the whole situation, right? No, no, it's just the increasingly cited, quote, person on social media said we see this all the time now a user on social media said yeah you know what else users on social media said i am nothing without my following i am nothing without my following how can these articles from publications print stories based on the word of quote social media users have you ever read a youtube comment section teenage makeup tutorials turn into NRA gun debates within four comments. And once again, I had to say this last week, I'm not watching teenage videos only for research purposes, but headlining an article with a quote from a quote, social media user is like when your uncle Dan told you how to beat a hangover with cool ranch Doritos and Pepsi max. Kate Beckinsale, 46 strikes again with new Boy, boy, goody grace, 22. What if a headline read like that about me? Andy takes another Catholic schoolgirl's virginity. Andy strikes again. How do you think that would fly? Correct. (laughs) So I don't know if you saw this, but the New York Times, they wrote a real sob story about everyday people who I guess have turned to OnlyFans as an alternative source of income during the pandemic. It was a real uh, tearjerker of a story depicting all the trials and tribulations of the creators out there, creators, who are unable to receive fair market value for their nude pictures. First of all, stop calling these people creators. That's like when Tony Soprano used to say he worked in construction. No, he was in the mafia and you're in the hidden folder on my camera roll. This article, it it was making the case, or at least trying to, that... It was growing increasingly difficult for a regular person to earn a buck for their nudes as the market has become, I guess, increasingly saturated with regular people trying to sell nudes. And also because they have to compete with actual porn stars and influencers who were already on there in the first place. And why are they doing this? The article insinuates not because they want to, but simply to help pay the bills while the other jobs are temporarily on hold because of the pandemic. All right. So then what? The pandemic ends and they go back to being a marketing assistant? No, I don't think so. It's pretty hard for people to take you seriously when they have nine videos of you in their camera roll getting a Cincinnati hot waffle. Oh, yeah, I must say, this whole situation sounds very difficult. It kind of reminds me of that article they wrote about performers like me, 
who have to compete with every established comedian out there and every TV show on the air. Oh, that's right. They never wrote that article. And also remember, according to these kinds of people, I'm not a creator, but the townie peddling ass shots for a nickel is. <laughs> I would encourage whoever wrote this article to simply recommend that these girls apply to the Barstool Fund. But then again, that would require you to write about the Barstool Fund, which we know you will never do. Instead, the New York Times will write a massive article about how I'm supposed to feel bad for people who aren't going to be paid their fair share for their diet prostitution they're peddling out. Just one calorie. Not enough prostitution. So instead, the New York Times has just decided they're going to be a bunch of credit refusers. And what is a credit refuser, you ask? Exactly what it sounds like. A person who refuses to give credit. I actually have another term like that. uh, Silent Googlers. A silent Googler is somebody who disagrees with something that you've said like you'll just casually say something like oh yeah that's like when Barry Sanders scored five touchdowns on that game in Thanksgiving and the person doesn't believe you but rather than say anything what they do is take out their phone off to the side and google it Barry Sanders touchdown five touchdowns Thanksgiving and then they check it And if you're wrong, they go, "Uh, you know, actually, Barry Sanders had four touchdowns on that Thanksgiving. All smug. They are the smart ones. But if you were right, they just slide the phone back into their pocket without ever having to be called out that they doubted you in the first place. Like using the football analogy, this person threw threw a challenge flag. They're challenging what you said. They should actually have to put it out there. Say, I'm checking what you said. So that when it's confirmed, there has to be a penalty on there. You can't take out your phone and insult somebody and then reap the rewards of the Google when the, if the person happened to be wrong. Like, so you can call him out like you're this know-it-all, but you, have, you don't have to deal with any consequences because you just slipped the phone back in your pocket. Those are silent Googlers, the people who are trying to correct you. And when you're right, doesn't say, hey, man... I actually didn't believe you, but I checked it, and you ended up being right. No, they'll never do that. So, essentially, that's another credit refuser. It's a variation of being a credit refuser. You know, that's actually a perfect little segue into another Mike story. Mike and I had this term when somebody didn't give you credit. It was called a Baywatch because... When we watched Baywatch as kids, all these seasons went on and there was a lifeguard who was kind of bald. He had like the horseshoe hair. Yeah, I'm bald, all right? (laughs) And he was in every single season. He was in every season. And we're like, who's this guy who's always there? And he was never in the credits. So he got no credit. But he was in every single season, and we called that the be- like. Oh, it's a. Be- <laughs> For example, if you if I did a good job in something like oh I cleaned the whole house, no one said a thing. Oh, you got Baywatched, no credit. So if you get no credit for something, it's called a Baywatch. Interestingly enough, in like season nine, the weird season, I don't even think like uh, David Hasselhoff was there, and like Hobie was like the main character that weird season. They gave the no credit guy. 
actual credit. He was listed in the credits, and his dive in the opening credits were a guy. You can feel it. That guy was suppressed from the credit. That dive was nine seasons worth of opening credits. He really dove in there. And actually, it turns out, I, I Googled the guy and looked it up. The reason that dive looked so good, because he was an actual lifeguard. That guy with the mustache was an actual lifeguard that they hired to be around to make everything as realistic as possible. They do that on sets a lot. And it turns out that was the reason he was there every year. He provided guidance on the set because obviously he knows the protocols and whatnot. And eventually that guy, a generic lifeguard from California, was in the main Baywatch credits And we always used to say, or Mike used to encourage me by telling me, like, listen, your season's coming. You're going to be in those, you're going to get the Baywatch. You're going to get the credit eventually. That remains to be seen. But you guys can help me get that Baywatch. I'm not kidding. You guys are the only way for me to get my season of Baywatch. Please put me on Baywatch by sharing this video, letting people know about it downloading subscribing knocking somebody out whatever the hell it is i would appreciate it very much i guess i'll be seeing you next week after tom brady gets eliminated by aaron Rodgers. see ya you're still here still here you're still here you're still here